today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim has two selections in the first round, both pretty decent picks. We'll talk about them on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N. How is everyone doing today? It is Wednesday. It is the day after the first round of the 2020 NHL Entry Draft. Hi again, everybody. I'm your humble host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering the Anaheim Ducks draft and and entering my first decade, ending my first decade covering hockey. And this is a pretty wild weekend, or I guess week, covering the draft. I'm used to covering the draft during the weekend, not during a Tuesday and a Wednesday. To have this happen at this time, it's a little unique. But then again, we're in unique times right now because this is so 2020. Uh, Before we talk about the picks, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me at SimpyJD. Okay, let's talk about those two picks. So for the longest time, I had Alexander Holtz at that number six slot. And several of our experts thought that Holtz was going to be the consensus pick at number six. He was right there for the taking. But the Anaheim Ducks threw a curveball and said, no, you know what? We're going to go defenseman here. And this was the best available player in the draft. And this is still a good pick. I would say half the fans like this pick. The other half are a little tepid about it, for better or worse. But the Anaheim Ducks selected Jamie Drysdale with the number six pick. And before we get into the actual number six pick, a lot of fans did not like this. Some did. The fact that there was fans and local heroes helping make that first pick. I thought it was kind of cool. You know, I mean, yeah, it went a little bit long. Maybe if it was just the 21st Ducks people, I would have been okay with that. But to have that go on for about 30 seconds, that was a little bit long. I mean, it's good for the local... Like, if, if you guys did that, if anybody listening was part of that video, please let me know. But it was cool to see some 21st Ducks there, including uh, Lena Doderlein. Uh, Lena Doderlein was one of the 21st Ducks there, so it was really cool to see that. But anyway, on with the actual pick itself. Jamie Drysdale. Yeah, even Forever Mighty thought they were going to take a winger, and they said, for the love of God, take a winger. But they did not. Uh, they just were not going to pass up on Jamie Drysdale, who, by the way, on this little poll that I have, I would say more than half of you grade that pick an A, and it looks like a third of you graded as a C or a D. So you're generally okay with it. But let's talk about Jamie Drysdale, shall we? Uh, one of the better, I guess, skaters in this year's draft He is ranked 5th overall. He is ranked number 1 for the best 4-way mobility in the entire draft. He's one of the best straight-line skaters, one of the best transition defensemen, and one of the best offensive defensemen. Uh, When you look at the Ducks' power play, it was as bad as everyone says it is. His skating skills are very elite. Uh, According to Elite Prospects, he was graded as a 7.5 on the skating on the skating scale and ranked an 8 in hockey sense. You love someone that has a very high hockey IQ, very good at puck handling, very good skater. 
He's 5'11", a buck 70. He's going to quarterback that power play for the Ducks as best as he can. And that is something that the Ducks need. I mean, that does address a need. Probably not the primary need, but it it's one of those picks that you kind of scratch your head and go, yeah, he was the best available. Yes, once you let it sink in and think about it, that is a very, very solid pick. And he is, in my mind... I think he's going to end up being a top four defenseman. I think he's that good. He's that good blue line to blue line. And again, they need skaters as well. They need to pick up their speed a little bit. One thing that I did not like about the power play with the Ducks last year was they were extremely stagnant on the power play. They have been for the last couple of seasons. So for him to bring some mobility and to bring some puck movement on that power play, I think will help them a lot. Uh, He led Canada's blue line as the team got the silver medal at the Gretzky Cup in Czechia. He amassed 17 points during that tournament. uh, Sorry, 17 points during the first 12 games of the OHL season. And he pretty much had an exclamation to that season. In 49 games, he scored 47 points last regular season. 9 goals and 38 assists. If he can set up guys like Henrique and Silverberg on the power play, then this is going to end up becoming a very good pick for the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm going to read this according to Elite Prospects. Quote, The foundation of Drysdale's game is his skating. He he effortlessly carries the puck up ice with mechanical grace and his four-way mobility allows him to shimmy through four checkers unabated. He's in the top quartile as a puck carrier, generating entries and exits on 5-on-5 based on the sample of CHL and USHL data that Director of North American Scouting Mitch Brown collected from last season. End quote. Uh, Some other, I guess, percentiles. He's ranked in the top percentile on uh, passing through 60. He's ranked 97th percentile on shot assists over 60. He's ranked very highly on passing and entries and exits. Shooting, he's in about that 60 to 70 percentile. Uh, Shots per 60, he's on the 69th percentile, which is nice. Overall, you have to like his ability to just avoid hits a lot. You have to like the fact that he's going to get into the zone or help get into the zone without having any ne'er-do-wells try to take away the puck right on the blue line, which was also a key problem with the Ducks. They just could not get effective entries into the zone, especially during the power play, and really pretty much the entire games. You'd have power plays they couldn't get in, five-on-five they couldn't get in effectively. When they would get in, they would get in through the sides, but then they'd end up getting checked about half the time, which is not how you do it. What the Ducks did a lot of times this season is they just dumped and chased. That's what they did way too much. And I talked about this before. When you have fans below you yelling, shoot, 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 during a power play, when they're just kind of standing around doing nothing and staying stagnant and pretty much not moving around, that's when you know you have a problem. So for the Ducks to address that particular problem, it's not a bad choice. So I would I would personally grade it as an A slash B for this draft choice. I think Holtz would have been 
the better choice. And Alexander Holtz did end up going the pick right after. He ended up being the number seven pick for the New Jersey Devils. But overall, still not a bad pick for the Ducks. I like it now that I've had a day to actually think about it and read up more on Jimmy Drysdale. It's a solid pick. And he's going to address a need. I'm going to break the picks down more on tomorrow's podcast. So I'm going to break them down way more. But this is going to be a quick hit episode. And we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, I want to tell you guys about this new book out called The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius. Yes, from the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. After the first intermission, we're going to talk about their late first round selection. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And before we go into our second portion of the show, let's talk about Roman. Talking about ED is never easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and they will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is very simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked on NHL today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Once again, getroman.com slash locked on NHL. So the Ducks had another first round pick in yesterday's portion of the draft and it was a pretty solid pick and one that I did not expect the Ducks to get. I know yesterday when talking with Kat Silverman there were a couple of names that we mentioned. Uh, We had mentioned Noah Gundler who I thought was a very solid pick. He would have been a tremendous pick in offense. I would have liked that one on wing. So Gundler was a name out there. And then there was also someone that I really liked who I thought was going to land with the Ducks because he was going to be available, and that would be someone who has a really awesome name, by the way. But I'm just saying that because I'm Jason Hernandez, John Jason Paterka, out of Munich. I thought that would have been a great pick as well. But then something happened. There was a name that was still on my list, and he was kind of going down and sliding down further and further and further. And then he got to 25th. Oh, this name is still on there. Then it got to 26th. Holy crap, this name is still on there. The Ducks need to take him. He is a center slash winger from the Sarnia Sting, from the OHL. Jacob Perot, 5'11", 200 pounds from Canada. 
He is another fantastic shooter in this year's draft. One of the top five ranked shooters in this year's class. He has a seven and a half to eight shooting range or rating according to elite prospects. And this is a scale, by the way, ranging from one to nine. So for him to be a seven and a half to an eight rating on the shot is very good. Skating, passing, puck handling, hockey sense, all above average. He projects to possibly be a top nine forward down the line. He's only 18 years old. I uh, turned 18 back in April during the pandemic, during all that stuff going on. But he's got an incredible two-way game. Uh, pretty decent on defense, but his scoring is where it's at. In 57 games last year, he scored 39 goals, 31 assists for 70 points. So he averaged above a point per game. He averaged about, I'd say, 1.15 points per game for uh, for Sarnia. Sorry, I misspoke. I almost said a different city, but it is the Sarnia Sting that he played for last year. Uh, one of the best shots, like I said. He's got a very good um, skating ability. I, I, would, I shouldn't say very good. He's got an above average skating ability. Not exactly the most elite, but it is good for the Ducks to have someone that doesn't lumber across the ice. And you do always want someone that's at least above average as far as skating goes. So I thought in that regard, it's still a pretty solid pick for the Ducks. Uh, a couple things that I like as far as Perot's game. Um, he's got a very good backhand overall. Uh, passing ability is good as far as precision and selection. Very good hockey IQ. Very good decision making as far as when to pass, when to shoot. Although I think he should shoot more. Uh, the accuracy is there. The deception is there, especially on the backhand. We'll talk about that in a second. Skating ability. He's got some crossover stuff that's a little bit weird, but overall, he's still a good skater. Very good small area game. Uh, he'll maneuver through traffic easily, and he'll avoid the hits just like Jamie Drysdale. So you always want players that have an elite, or not an elite, but a at least good skating ability. And you could always use that when you're pretty much stagnant the whole way. So that's a few things about Jacob Perot. Uh, I like this report from Rachel Dory, an OHL scout, who said the following. Quote, Perot has one of the best shots in this draft class. It's accurate, hard, and he can score from anywhere. He can score from both sides off the rush. One-timers, quick shots off of face-offs, and off of rebounds in front of the net. His nose for the net and quick hands in tight make him a threat from anywhere in the offensive zone. His ability to catch and shoot pucks in stride when the passes aren't in the wheelhouse is a transferable skill that will serve him well. End quote. Something else that I actually saw a couple videos of, and this is pretty sick. His backhand shot is absolutely sick. Where he looks like he's going to go in deep, protect the puck. And then he'll flip a backhand. It's a very deceptive shot too. And he'll just put it right past the goalie for what looks like an easy goal, to be quite honest with you. Maybe that's one thing that he's worked on the most is his deceptive backhand shot. That's going to be a nice tip of his cap as far as his shooting ability. And that's one of the reasons why he is one of the best ranked shots overall. But this guy is a pure sniper as well. One of the most accurate shots. Not quite as accurate as Alexander Holtz, but he is top five in that regard. So really, 
for Jacob Perillo to fall further and further, to fall that far down the draft, that is a steal for the Anaheim Ducks in a late first round selection. And most of you guys agree on the poll on LO underscore Ducks. It was an overwhelming majority that fans said, yeah, they graded this pick an A, a solid A pick at the number 27 slot. Jacob Perot, once again from the OHL, fantastic pickup. And I'm just going to talk briefly about just past picks. Uh, the Ducks are very good at late first round picks. They've done this in the past. Isaac Lundstrom was 23rd, Max Jones 24th, Jacob Larson 27th. How about this? Kyle Palmieri, he was picked 26th, and so was Shea Theodore, who I who we mentioned last night on the live show. And some guy by the name of Corey Perry, he was picked 28th in the 2003 draft. Look how good that turned out. Emerson Edom, he was a late first round pick. Ricard Raquel, another late first round pick that ended up being an all-star player for the Ducks. So you think about the Ducks have had some pretty decent success as far as late first round picks. So let's see if that pattern holds as far as success. I mean, I look at some of their mid first round picks that they've had in the past. Uh, Alexei Smirnoff, that didn't pan out too much. Mark Matera, Logan Mc... Oh, I remember that. Logan McMillan, that really didn't pan out too much either. And that was back in 2007. And that was a pretty late first round pick as well. So once they get to like the later rounds, those picks tend to pan out. Mid-first round, eh, not so much except for Ryan Getzloff, of course, but that's the one exception to the rule. So let's see how these players pan out. Uh, as far as Perot, he is expected to polish up for a year or two. He's not going to join the Ducks ranks for maybe another year or so, especially with this pandemic still going on. He's going to need some conditioning this year. So I would expect Perot to possibly break camp next season, which would be the 21-22 season. But there's a lot of promise in both these first-round picks. So let's see how they pan out in the near future. Only a two-segment show today, so I'm just going to wrap up by saying thank you all for listening, and I'm going to continue watching the NHL draft. We're currently having rounds two through seven, and that is going to take place pretty much all day. The way it's been going so far, it started off very slow in the second round, and it's probably going to be this slow for the rest of the day, which is also why it's a short show today. So make sure to listen on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me at StimpyJD. Enjoy the rest of the draft. If you have NHL Network, Enjoy the draft. If you do not have NHL Network, I will be tweeting about it on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter as far as their picks. And there will be a long breakdown about each and every pick that the Ducks make tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Thursday's podcast will be a very long breakdown of each pick. Expect a longer show tomorrow, folks. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day, stay safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.